Welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Colin Morgan. Listen, are you tired of not living a fulfilling life? Do you believe you deserve more? Do you want more? Is it finally your time? If yes, then stick around. I welcome you to the Daily Grind. everybody and welcome back to the podcast on today's episode we sit down with seth elliott santoro seth is an intuitive business coach author medium hr advisor keynote speaker and death expert seth's vision is to inspire the world one by one to smile and therefore heal from the inside he is the author of how i learned to smile from the inside he believes we can all heal from absolutely anything Combining his passion for corporate America, his training as a coach, and his metaphysical gifts of intuition, which you're going to learn about, and mediumship, set partners with clients to reframe their minds, re-engage in their present, and create a better legacy, future, and fulfilling life for themselves and everyone around them. Everyone, today's episode is super interesting. Be sure, as always, you have a pen, piece of paper, sit back, and really dive deep and have an open mind with today's podcast with Seth Elliott Santoro. Enjoy. Today's podcast, everyone, is brought to you by the Habitual Society. If you didn't hear last week, I'm going to tell you again. It's the Christmas season, and we are giving away the Habitual Society, my inner circle group, 100% free. Uh, You guys are going to absolutely love this. You get a chance to collaborate with like-minded people who listen to the show and who are entrepreneurs who are looking to better themselves and their lives. Also, you get a chance to win coaching calls with every single one of the guests that come on the daily grind here going forward. That value alone is absolutely amazing. You get a chance to speak with these people on coaching calls with myself. We're going to do monthly trainings. And again, you get to collaborate with each other and really hold each other accountable. The biggest thing I've learned is that if you want to improve your situation, whether you want more in life, want more in business with whatever, you're looking to get healthier, it's all about your habits. It's all about those things you do daily. And it's great to talk about them, but to actually put them into practice will absolutely transform what you're doing and your results. So get involved in this group 100% free. All you have to do is go to dailygrindpodcast.com forward slash call, book a call directly with me. 
Okay, I don't want to ensure that you are right for this program and you are actually going to contribute something. So again, dailygrindpodcast.com forward slash call or go to the show notes section where you'll find a link to book a call from there. And we look forward to speaking with you. Um, We're only going to be taking 100. Uh, So if you want to jump in on this, jump in very quickly. It's probably going to be going on here for the next couple of weeks. Look forward to speaking with you. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Seth Elliott Santoro, welcome to The Daily Grind. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course, Seth. Well, uh, for people listening to this, being first introduced to Seth today, uh, if you wouldn't mind just kind of briefly sharing a little bit more of who you are and what it is that you do. Sure, sure. So, uh, Seth Elliott Santoro, I was born in Boston, grew up in New York. And I really tell everyone that I was, uh, I became an adult in Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> Los Angeles has shaped me in a lot of ways. Um, I, let's see, I have been in corporate America for 20 years doing HR strategy operations work. Um, I have been an intuitive and a medium for about six or seven years. Okay. Uh, and I've been a life coach for 15 years or so and been certified and all that stuff. So I, can, I call myself an intuitive business coach. Got you. Um, so I help CEOs, executives, and celebrities clean up their house, re-engage in their present, reframe their mind, and build a better legacy and future for themselves. Wow. And how long have you been doing that for? So my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it feels like it um, because just everyone I talk to, I'm always helping in some way, shape, or form, you know. Um, but formally, I've been doing it for about six months now. Um and building my intuitive business coaching practice um, has been the focus of the last several months for me. So what's the difference between business coaching and intuitive business coaching? So given my experience over the years and as a coach, right? So coaching is coaching, business coaching, mm-hmm. business coaching, that, that works. Then you add this element of a professional intuition that I have from being in corporate America for 20 years, right? Like myself, being by myself, head of HR, several different companies, you know, learning and experiencing all that stuff, like gives me an, an extra opportunity, an extra, I guess, advantage. But the unique, the most unique thing is, um, is my ability to connect with, I guess, energies or, you know, from an intuitive psychic perspective, I can tune into you as a human and, and really feel what's going on around you. So, for example, I have this one client, and he always jokes with me that he feels that I'm his board, like his board of directors. Okay. Because I have many different opinions. Um, I have many different angles, um, but the intention is always for the best of him and who he is. So he'll ask me about, you know, Roger, what do you think about Roger? And I'll tell him everything. I'm like, oh, Roger's going through something right now, so it might not be the best time to ask him. Or, you know, what's the holdup at this marketing company or advertising company? And I'm like, well, there's some type of like a financial struggles going on there. So I can feel that stuff, which really is kind of a leg up, you know, compared to regular business coaching. Does that make sense? Yeah, no doubt. And you also said you were a medium, right? Yes. So I can connect with deceased. I call them deceased loved ones. Um, so how can you do that? Like maybe there's people listening. I don't, I don't actually know if I believe in it, but like, you know how people say you don't believe in it, but like prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> prove you wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you know, I never, 
I never want to convince people or non-convince people. Of course. I do what I do because I love it and connect and helping people heal right in front of me is, is just, um, the most intense, amazing, terrific, um, learning experience I can, I can tell you. So essentially I tune into energies around people. Um, they come to me, sit at my chair and we talk for a couple of minutes. I calm them down usually because they're usually super nervous. Mm-hmm. And then we connect with, you know, either they, they say, I want to connect with this person, that person, or I'm just like, Hey, I'm feeling a man here. Like I feel like he's your father or has your father passed? Yes. And then we go from there. And the reason why I love doing it is because I have seen people heal 20 years of, of guilt or shame or embarrassment wow. right in front of my eyes. Um, you know, I mean, we could probably do a whole nother show where people can call in or whatever. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You know, do a reading on your family if you want. I'm happy to do that. Um, but I mean, the idea behind it is to help people heal. Right? Yeah, that's. Do you feel like you've always sort of had this ability to connect with energies or outside for it? Do you feel like you've had that from an early age? The interesting thing is my husband, who's South African and also a medium, he he did. He has been feeling it since he's been three or four years old. Huh. Whereas with myself, it really started kind of happening in my 20s. Um, and then about eight or nine years, oh, seven or eight years ago, I actually went through a pattern. I broke up with the same type of relationship over and over again. I Got literally you. stopped the pattern. And the next day, the world, I say, opened up to me. Um, so I, I feel like I've had moments, but I, I do feel like I've always been connected to people and I, I do connect with people rather fast, you know, like people in lines or people just at work, they just come and tell me everything. And it's not because I'm the HR person. It's because I am open to receiving information and what people have to say. So a follow-up question on that, do, do you feel like yeah. because you sort of picked it up during your twenties, do you think that? Maybe a little bit of what you do it can be learned. Oh yeah, I think it can oh, wow. be. Yeah, I think it can be honed. I think mm-hmm. it can be developed um, for sure. I mean, I I go to a school like once or twice a year called the Arthur Finley College. It's like the Harry. It's like the Hogwarts for for mediums. Gotcha. Um, in London as well, or outside of London, and they and we go there and we are with other our, you know other people. <laughs> Their magic boat, right? Not yep. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And we, we, we literally um, just have an incredible time and practice our, our and hone our gifts. So, yeah, I definitely believe that people can. I mean, I believe that you, even in your position now, you mm-hmm. have a professional intuition that you've learned, right? Of like how to conduct an amazing podcast. I mean, I know you have a, a, Thank um, you. a school as well, you know, yeah. but you, you know, when people are going to be oh my God, calm down, or you, you just know how to work the room, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the same thing. So I think it's it's very similar to professional intuition. That's something that you experience and learn and learn again. So I do believe that people can, you know, and I may receive criticism for this, but I do believe that people can actually develop these these gifts for sure. Wow. How did you develop yours? Like speaking from experience on your end, is this something where you got training on it or... Maybe you saw someone, you started to become really aware of, of what to do. Like walk us through maybe a little bit of, of how you develop that. Sure. I'm trying to think. Um, for me, 
you know, as I said, I, I basically rolled over and I from in the bed and I was like, I deserve so much better. I really want to stop, stop this pattern of, mm-hmm. of these types of relationships. Yep. And the next day I just started feeling and I just started receiving information about everyone around me. So I would be at dinner with friends and friends of friends and they would mention something and I, my mind would just go and I just start receiving like images or signs or, or, or symbols or clips, or I like to say video clips because that's usually what, how I receive information. And they would mention their mother and I'd be like, Oh, and then I'd be like, Oh, something about a 10, something about a, a, a gate with a pink ribbon on it. You know, these things would happen. Wow. Um, but I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> at first yeah um i mean it's a lot to process right so it took me about nine or ten months to kind of let's say come out again for the second time in my life you know um <laughs> and 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 really start um I, I i had no idea what to do so i reached out to a couple of people that called themselves medium in the la area um i and i i started having conversations with them and coffee with them and then i started taking some classes and courses you know because at the beginning of this um, when you have like some type of awakening like that information is flowing everywhere and you can't control it um so i felt kind of unraveled at that moment but yeah. i learned through courses that you can control it and you can and control is a terrible word but you can manage it and, and you know and so when i'm out having dinner now with my husband i try not to do what i call drive-by readings which okay. Is like the people sitting next to me you know, <laughs> are having a discussion, and I just my heart starts palpitating, and I know that they're having a baby, and I know that there's something wrong or something. And I, usually, I would like in in my beginning years, I would have to say something. Um, I still get that urge to say those things, but I've I've calmed down those urges and manage it much much better. Are you um, able to to get those sort of feelings? Like, does it have to be where the person is right in front of you, or can you get those over a phone call with someone or a Skype call with someone? Like, how does that play in? All I need to do is to know that and have like permission that I'm going to read them. For example, Dr. Phil's wife. I like two days before I read for her, uh, I found out that I was going to read for her, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so exciting!" Wow, no way. Um, and yeah, it was really, really cool. And and the first woman that came to me was her mother-in-law, which was Dr. Phil's, well, she called Philip's uh, mother, right? So, and she came to me and she's like, we're gonna have such a good time. And like, she gave me like three or four pieces of information. And the funny thing was in the, 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 the hours preceding, right? I was getting ready and I'm like, oh my God, this better work. <laughs> you know, like, please, <laughs> like, don't fail me now. Yeah. Um, and, and then the, 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 the mother-in-law came back and was like, these are the three pieces of information I want you to give her right away. And then, and it will, it will calm everyone down. I got there, I gave her my book, you know, and she's like, Oh my God, I didn't know you wrote a book. And I said, Oh my God, your mother-in-law is such a who. And she's like, Oh my God, I used to call her a who all the time. And then, you know, I said a couple of the other, the other two things and she's like, oh, let's sit down right away. You know? So, Got you. Um, so yeah. So, so, I, but, so I, and all I needed was just the permission, right? So, so I love FaceTime readings. I love Skype readings. I'm not such a big fan of phone calls, but th- that's just, I mean, it just happens that way sometimes, right? You gotta, anyway, you can do it. Gotcha. And, and how, like, based on all your business coaching that you do and all your medium work, like all the stuff that you do, how much do you feel like is one like when you get on the call with someone you leave you're like wow i i, I nailed that or, or there's sometimes like because i know in business for myself sometimes yeah. i'll finish working with someone i'm like 
like, excuse my language, I fucked that up. Like, I got to redo that. Like, I got to go back and make that right. Does that ever happen with you? Well, so I've had had one client say, like, remember when you said this? Like, are you sure you meant that? And I was like, and I, you know, so for me, I usually find out, honestly, like three to six months after the fact Mm. that... Because I have friends that call me and they're like, you told me that I was going to be here for 14.5 months or something. And you were right on the money. Like, and another friend, you know, would call me and be like, oh, my God, you told me that my dad would 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 like there'd be some some turmoil at the company, but he'd be OK. And then someone would be replaced again. She's like, oh, my God, you were 100 percent accurate. And I love those texts or emails. So, yeah, when I'm, when I'm working with my clients, Sorry. you know, I tell them exactly what they need to hear. Right. It's not what they want to hear. You know, if they're like, oh, my God, this big project is happening. Yeah. And like, I need to know if it's going to happen. You know, I'm not going to be there like, eh. no, I'm going to be like, I have a feeling that within three months, X, Y, and Z, you know. Um, and sometimes what you need to hear is not necessarily, I wouldn't say the truth, because okay. I always say the truth and, and what I'm receiving. But it's exactly what you need to hear to put you on another path to discover the opportunity that you're supposed to discover at the beginning. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know what? It's fa- like I'm fascinated by it. Good, good. You know, because like you hear stuff like this, and it's almost like the people, like even for myself, like change doesn't occur until you look at yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. and like you have this desire that you know, like I, I really want to transform. Like I'm not happy where I am. Or like something, or could be a something is like something's holding me back and you're trying to figure out what that is. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's where I come in, right? No doubt. So when you're working specifically with, you know, business owners and you mentioned CEOs and stuff like that, you've been doing that for six months. First of all, like how did you come about? getting the idea that, you know what, I, I really want to start working with these types of people. Um, an interesting situation is I, um, I've been looking for a way and searching for a way to combine my passions of life, right? Which is HR, which is helping people, which is the, the coaching part of the transformation, healing, right? Mm-hmm. Like we'll talk about my book later, I'm sure. But um, and, and, and so you combine all those things and I've been searching for a way to do that. And I was sitting with one of my friends in London and she's like, you know, you need to work with one of the Kardashians, like, you know, the, the one that maybe is not as successful as the other right? yep. and, and, and help him. And, and how do you get to him? Because that's the process. And then from there it became clear to me that I want to work long-term with how do I say this? Like politicians. I'm not saying okay. I want to work for Trump, but I, I would <laughs> yep. but actually, honestly, like if I could do kind of be like a spiritual, I don't know, advisor to people like that, you know, that would be great. I know that not a great example, but the, the former president of Venezuela, he had a spiritual guru that he worked with and she was a psychic. Interesting. And so she, yeah. So it's, it's those things that I want to help people make the best decisions for everyone around them, not just them. Yeah. So I figured CEOs was and, and celebrities are kind of one way because they're persons of influence. And I want to work with as many persons of influence as I can to really affect many and not just one-to-one. Yeah, that makes a bunch of sense. And the funny thing is when you do make those transformations with the people from the top, it funnels down, 
right? Yep. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, that's what everyone says. You know, there is a lot of resistance, so it's not it's not so easy. Um, but the work itself is. I, I also tend to work on people when mm -hmm. I'm with them. I'm talking to them, so I'm I'm kind of sending them like either good energy, calming energy, um, excitement energy, momentum energy. Like I'm really kind of working with them as well. So sometimes people will shift in the middle of a conversation from like kind of aggravated about a certain topic to like, wow, like I didn't see that as an opportunity to do X, Y, and Z, you know? No doubt. Um, so it's something that I, I also, I mean, talking about differences between business coaches, I don't really think they go in and kind of feel around and they're like, Hey, I'm going to send you this type of energy. No, they kind of just like most of them just, let me look at your books. What are you doing? Sit down or work with them on a personal level. Like let's get you more healthy, right? Like there's, there's not really right. that, and I think what I what I actually like about what you do, and you know, as much as like people may think it's like I'm sure a lot of you get a lot of resistance, right? Like people think it's maybe wishy washy or something, but we all think yeah. that with stuff that we're not familiar with and comfortable with, right? And I think mm -hmm. that's what I've learned over time. But I think when you start dealing with core issues, like when you deal with a core issue, it helps everything else. Because I know from my life, like you got to deal with with what's really going on. Like not, Absolutely. I'm not calling enough clients or I'm not doing enough with my employees. Like that stuff, great. But like, if you deal with your own shit and like what that core issue is, the stuff will just funnel down into everything you do. And that's really what I want to help people. And that's why I wrote my book, mm -hmm. right? Like how I learned to smile from the inside. It's about you, you have to, and you get to deal with everything from your past because that's the only way to enhance your present and then build a better future. So you know? true. Um, so yeah. And, and then that's also CEOs can affect so many people. Yeah. You know? I mean like it's not just their executives and their board. It's also everyone that works for them. And then, and then by extension clients, uh, vendors, and then the products they sell. Right. So like, yep. yeah, it, it definitely trickles to everyone. Yeah. It's amazing. So like when did, when did you write your book? Um, I wrote my book several years ago. It was, uh, I think 2013, it was published. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, I have been through quite a bit or in my young little life, <laughs> um, you know, death, cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I say death, I mean losing five friends in two years, wow. uh, surviving cancer, Sorry. surviving kidnapping. Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that has happened and I, I, the last straw really for me before I wrote the book was my ex had contracted HIV and I didn't, and I, and I somehow escaped the, um, you know, having that phone call. Wow. And, um, and I really, I decided like, I'm about to go through a process right now of, of, of intense, um, of just intensity. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, maybe I can document how I go through this healing process or this, this process right now. And maybe I can help one other person. You know, um, and that's kind of how the book was born. Yeah. You said you survived kidnapping. Yeah. So it was a, I mean, it was, I was held at gunpoint for about an hour um, with, <laughs> under the, one of the Mexican cartels. And I know I'm on really? some list and I try not to go. Yeah. I know what they have. My, they and have my you were in Mexico me. or? 
yeah, I was working, funny enough, like I was working in Mexico for a lemon growing company. Okay. <laughs> and I swear that's what it was. Yeah. I wasn't just a front, but it's really <laughs> we had armored <laughs> yeah. We had armored vehicles, um, no joke. And, you know, grade four, uh, Obama rode around in grade eight, so you can it gives you an idea, right? Yeah. Um, and they wanted the car. And they wanted to they wanted to take me, but then they realized, oh, like they do their homework real fast. Yep. So they really, really fast. This is this was the Zetas cartel at the time. This was 2011, I think. Yeah. And they did their research and they thought, oh, the owners of your company are also best friends with the Clintons. And Hillary was the, the secretary of state at the time. Wow. So they literally I heard them say that I heard them say, oh, the owners are friends with Hillary. And, and, and so we're not going to like. We'll just leave the car. But to be very honest, one month later, they stole, they took the other car and kidnapped my driver. And, you know, he has a story to tell to you, you know? So, so it was when you were like, I don't mean to go like too much into that, but yeah, um, when you were held at gunpoint, were you released because something was given to them? Uh, it was an information was given to them, right? Gotcha. So they, so when when they pulled us over, they, you know, they have their ways of doing things, so you can tell which which cartel it is. Yeah. Um. And within once they pulled us over, within five minutes there were seven cars there and six guns on me, um, and not like small guns, like big guns, yeah, like at that. my head. Yeah. So they and they ransacked the vehicle and. You know the police are no help because the police are helping them and of course you know, so it was quite the ordeal but i <laughs> i'm i'm a smart ass sometimes excuse my french yeah and i knew the lieutenant for the military in that area and he told me if i ever had any issues i could use his name and call him and he'd try and get to me within 15 minutes and so i used his name at the end and the guy was like kind of freaked out by oh, yeah. uh, but like who i knew and and then, but I did hear them say to like around that same time, you know, cause I was being just an idiot really. I mean, like now I call it smart, but then at the moment it was being an idiot. Um, you know, I heard them say something about Hillary and that cause I speak fluent Spanish and they said something and I was like, okay, got it. So I guess Hillary saved my life in some wow. strange way. Yeah. Um, Wow, that's yeah, so. curious. During the during that moment, did you feel anything like from, like an out, <laughs> other like, than pee going down my neck? Yeah, no, because like to <laughs> to be honest, like the only like I was once robbed at knife point, like a knife to my chest, yep. get my shit away. Yep. Like I cannot imagine six guns in Mexico with the cartel. Like I think I'm gonna be fed to dogs with the head cut off. Like I am shitting my pants thinking about it. Like during yeah. that moment, are you just shitting your pants or is there something in you that's like everything's going to be okay in some sort of way? Does that make sense? Yep. I would say it's a combination of all that. Yeah. I would say that there was like this really interesting bravado that came inside of me. And it really, I really believe that when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And mm -hmm. I knew that they wanted the car, not me. I knew they wanted the car. So I literally told them, take the car. I don't need yep. the car. Like yeah. take the car, you know? So I, I knew that, and I knew that I was an American, so they probably wouldn't kill me because I was an American. I mean, they, they, they were killing lots of Mexicans at the time, but they, I just had this, you know, I guess quote unquote gut feeling this was yeah. before any, before I knew I wasn't, you know, a medium or whatever, yep. but so maybe it was stupidity, bravo, bravado. And then 
but I did pee my pants. I'm sure a little bit. Like no doubt. Well, I don't. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I would have shit my pants. So we're good there. But... <laughs> you know? uh, a fun story. Um, but the thing is, like, you know, I kept it together until about two or three hours afterwards, when we got to where we're going, and I called my significant other at the time, and I just lost it. Yeah. You know, like. It's and funny how that to, happens. Yeah, it was like, yeah, that my whole body was like, oh my God. And the next day I literally kissed the ground in DFW when I was there, you know, in Dallas. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm alive, you know? So, no doubt. Have you been back to so Mexico to, since? You know, interestingly, that happened like in 2011. It took me like five or six years to yeah. go back and I had to go back for work. And I was not in, I mean, I was in the Northeast part of Mexico. Okay. Right? So, so is that a safer part? Rural. I don't really know. Oh, no, no. When I was, it was very dangerous when I was there. Oh, um, really? But I was going back to Mexico City for work. So I was like, Mexico City, they probably, I'm probably off the list because I, I felt like I was on some, you know. Some yeah, of course. There. Right? Like, oh, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Wow, man. All right. Um, well, I, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I knew I had to put that in my book because. Yeah that's a super traumatic experience um it took me you know several years to kind of even i didn't tell my family for like two years i mean really it's a process yeah of course yeah it happens yeah it was it's it was it's rough and i i didn't want them to worry and um you know and so but that's why i knew i had to also add that in there um yeah because it was is it because i believe that you can heal from everything and anything and everything i agree 100% 100% agree. I think a lot of times like the stuff that you go through shapes you. And it, it's so hard to look at. Like you know, even for my it's so hard to look at when people tell you that, but when you really like start to work on yourself, you really start to go through a process and you start to see that like all the bad shit are actually all like the really are all gifts. You know, like Absolutely. that's that's the stuff you're allowed to to help people with just like you're doing it's a story you're able to share exactly like you're doing and help transform people into dealing with their own and i take a lot of criticism for for that fact that i believe that everything that experience that we go through is a gift even even people around us dying i mean yeah death and i love death death is like something i feel on for hours and hours and hours right but i love talking about it and it's but when someone dies, like it's their time to go, and no matter even no matter how it is, like there's always a gift that you can find in there, and some learning. So so true. It's just like what yeah. can you what can you take? You know, I think uh, I had someone on Charlie Charlie Jabbly, and he okay. said uh, you know he resonated with me because he's like you know all the tough times and all the bad shit he goes through. Now he has like been so aware of it now he he looks he's like okay hey, what are the gifts like where are they in this situation right now what can i, I take that. with me you know yeah yeah and that's one of the major things with ceos like yeah. they, or they can't see it because they're just so close to it and i can literally be like wow what a great opportunity for and they're like oh yeah it is an opportunity right yeah um that's why i think i i resonate well with with that type of you know, person. That's hard. You're probably very rewarding because you're dealing with someone who's praised by thousands, probably even hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands. Like everyone looks up to mm-hmm. them and it's right. gotten to their own ego. And like now you're able to actually go in and deal with the person, not the persona. 
like there's a persona with CEOs. I'm sure you're aware and like you're dealing with yes. the person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even care really about their persona. hundred uh, percent. Unless it's, unless it's one, something that we're working on. Right. Got you. <laughs> Which is, it can be the case as well. Yeah. No doubt, man. I mean, I, going to just back to learning for just a second or the gifts, like yeah. in my book, like the, the, um, I, I use the acronym of smile S M I L E and S is for shock because you can't get around that. M is for mock acceptance, which is like part denial, part acceptance. Okay. Um, and then I have I, which I consider in overwhelmed them. So it's a place of poignant emotions that everyone must pass through in order to get to the other side, you mm -hmm. know, and where I'm going with this is L is for learning because that those are the gifts that you're learning from, you know? Yeah. Um, and then E is finally for embrace because it's the 21st century and acceptance just isn't good enough anymore. hundred percent. You know? Yeah. Yep. So I just thought I'd throw that in there because yeah, it's important. Yeah. I love that, man. Well, uh, if people wanted to follow along on your journey, learn more about you, what you do, where's the best place everyone can go? So they can go to one of my websites, either sethsancor.com or I am Seth Elliott. Uh, they can also follow me on any social at I am Seth Elliott. And that's one L one T on Elliott. Perfect. And uh, as far as grabbing a copy of the book you wrote, Amazon, where's the best place they could do that? Yes. Amazon, Amazon .com. Yep. How I learned to smile from the inside. Beautiful. Well, I will share all these links to make it super simple for people to reach out, connect, learn more about you. Be sure you follow Seth, visit his website, embrace what he's doing, even if you're not a believer, man, like there's so much stuff that you can learn. <laughs> it's true, right? Like there's so many Absolutely. things like I, I look at, I'm young and what I believed two years ago, I completely have shifted. I can just imagine people who are, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old. There's so much to be learned and just like kind of digging in yourself and exploring and attempting and trying new things. I think super, super important for everyone here. Absolutely. And, and I learned so much too. Like yeah. we learn together, you know, everyone I work with, we learn together and experience and grow together. So it's, it's a really cool iterative process um, of growth that I think we all definitely, even myself need, you know, totally love it. Well, Seth, man, I appreciate you taking time out, sharing your wisdom with the audience and coming on the daily grind podcast with me today. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Of course, everyone, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure you subscribe to the podcast. Hit that like button. Also, leave us a comment and also share this out with a friend you feel like really needs to hear this. We'll be back with another episode. Until then, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart.